Yo, what's up? We are Anti-Flag. This is the Anti-Cast. We are coming to you from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. We have just finished a whirlwind 30-minute set rehearsal. <laughs> rock and practice. Yeah. It was really a... When you come really... see us rock for 30 minutes, you're going to be able to tell we practice for 30 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I as I'm sitting here, I am sweaty. So yeah. some of us worked through that 30 yeah. minutes. The Pat rest of you guys did complains didn't. about how when we practice... He has to work. I'm yeah. working here. Yeah. Because he sweats the same amount during practice as he does on stage. But the thing Probably is, the same amount I sit if I was sitting in the office. I'm really yeah. doing accounting. <laughs> However, thinking, when we yeah. do play live, he doesn't have to run around with a 15 to 20 pound guitar strapped <laughs> oh, around his neck. Oh, Speaking of before. Also, now, 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 now we're talking about playing in a band as if it's hard work. <laughs> so <laughs> now we'll stop with that. Before we um, started... Uh, recording the podcast that you were listening to, we were having a discussion about songwriting, and we figured that we would just turn that into an episode. and And I think that uh, one of the to go back to what Justin was referencing about us complaining about a band being hard, we were talking about how when you are playing shows, and then you have to think about recording. You're switching gears, and that was that's difficult. And then Pat said, "Well, that's perspectively difficult." There are we can't people... call that hard yeah, in, yeah, in yeah. real life. That's a it is maybe well, a Pat, challenge. I was it is used to one thing, and yes. then I had to do something yes. different. I don't so, know that's necessarily hard. Essentially, I am a 1920s coal miner, and I'm building. <laughs> <laughs> You're down in the you coal mines with a candle on your head. Yeah. You got a black yeah. lung. I got a black lung. I got a, I got a dead canary. <laughs> Shit's going off right now. Um, but, but there yeah. is there are challenges with going from playing live to trying to yeah, play. It's, it's or a mental. To it's a mental shift for, for sure, and it, it definitely takes like a. You know, it's interesting because I talk to people in bands a lot about writing records. And, you know, one thing that we always talk about and we all seem to agree at the end of the day on is that we all go into a tour thinking, I'm going to be away for three weeks or six weeks. I have a lot of downtime where I can sit and work on music and I can sit around with a guitar that or whatever. That never happens. And it never happens that... You always hope, you, you go in with these great ideas that you're going to be really productive on the road and that it just never happens because the environment on the road is just so unconducive to it's what you're trying to do on the road is just get through your day. Yeah, first off, you guys are annoying the fuck out of me all the time. I don't need you playing a guitar next to me annoying the fuck out of me. Like, I don't care how great that riff is. Yeah, get the fuck out. away from yeah, me. You gotta go somewhere else and do that. You can there, end your phone. Rah, 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 rah. Really, you gotta go do really, that somewhere else. Really funny side story about Josh Massey. Um, it's a, It's got a little bit of a dark tinge, but it's comical in the end. Um, where... Josh Massey, merch guy, Josh Massey. Merch, and merch lights, lights, photography. Guru. Yeah. Uh, he's probably going, if Josh, if you're listening, you can use this part for your little clip that you make for the internet of what the <laughs> podcast is about. Josh Massey, jack of all trades. Yeah. Um, but uh, uh, he, on the anniversary, I believe, of Tony Sly's death, he wanted to record a cover of one of his songs and share it on the internet. In tribute to Tony Sly. Yeah. And um, we had this little guitar and he borrowed it and um, he couldn't 
find a place that was quiet to, to play guitar. So, yeah, like, so we were on the road on and the he road. couldn't find a place yeah, on the road. I think I remember this story. And so he goes and he finds these train tracks <laughs> and he sits on the train tracks with his little camera set up and he's recording this video of him playing Tony Sly. And they called the police on him because they think he's fucking with the train tracks. <laughs> and little Josh Massey is uh, is not an imposing character no. when the police roll up on yeah. you. Yeah, and so so the German police roll up speaking German. Yeah. And uh, like, what the fuck are you doing in yeah, German? Yeah. And then he has to find Tom, our tour manager, to talk to the Germans <laughs> in German so that they don't arrest him for being uh, on the train tracks. But. It is a microcosm of this greater thing where there is nowhere quiet to sit and think. Yeah. No, and actually tour. when we're on tour, the only time you can really find yourself is when you get in your bunk, if you're on a bus, and if you're in a van that doesn't exist, but if you're on a bus and you pull that curtain and you just lay there to Cause, be cause by yourself with your own thoughts. Nobody can hear you, you think, but everybody can <laughs> yeah. hear you. You're like, I'm in my bunk, nobody can hear me. Everybody That's not what me. I think. I just think I don't have to acknowledge any other <laughs> human you right now. see all the other uh, shitty but so, yeah, Justin has a very um, uh, teenage kid closing the bedroom <laughs> yeah. door. I don't want to talk to you anymore, <laughs> Mom. You piss me off. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, but even because uh, there's also the fantasy of, oh, we'll work on songs and sound check. And you may play a riff and you think it's cool, but then the sound engineer is like, shut the fuck up. Yeah, we don't want to yeah, hear yeah, you yeah, working yeah. through a song now. Yeah. We were here until four o'clock. So the moral of the story is it, it is a, let's say it's a difficult transition uh, mentally and creatively to go from being on the road to actually just stopping that and then just thinking, all right, switching now gears. we're going to yeah. switch gears well, and focus a, completely on writing music. This leads into another thing. Um, when writing songs, they come to you in the strangest places. Mm, yeah. So for this new album, I can tell you that there are three songs of the many songs in our demo folder that I wrote whilst walking the dog. Mm, oh, yeah. I, that, that is, when I would ride my motorcycle, that's when songs yeah, come in. Yeah, it's when yeah. you're alone and away from other people, yeah. for sure. And so um, there are three dog walking songs. And, <laughs> uh, once the album's released, we can talk about whether or not they made the cut. Um, uh, I know one of my favorites uh, is the drum and the intro, the drum intro and the chord intro of War Sucks Let's Party, I remember coming up with that uh, beat and section on my Vespa going into the Liberty Tubes. Uh, and and because... To, to people outside of Pittsburgh, a tube is a, a tunnel. tunnel. Yeah, 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 thanks. Uh, <laughs> but I don't know if you know this, but uh, because traffic sits there so much, it creates these like bumps in the road. And so when you come at that fast, when it's open, it pushes you. And if you hit it at the right speed, it's... It's the perfect beat. I was bouncing up and down, and that's where that beat came to me. Nice. That's amazing. Um, I the wrote, I... stick click intro of uh, This Is The End... That came from brushing my teeth, and I would choke off the toothbrush on the sink. <laughs> click, 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 click. Well, hey, uh, light bulb. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I wouldn't say that my favorite demo song so far is uh, far not. Now these I, are all songs that nobody else nobody's ever yeah. heard. So, yeah. so I'll just leave it yeah. unnamed, and because it might not make it to the record, but it's um 
the one I liked the most so far actually came to me while I was raking the leaves. Ooh. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, Leaf so, Ooh, so and it's, and it's funny because a lot of songs like, you know, I'll see something, or I'll read about something and then it'll click an idea. And I just, I just think, oh, wow, I see that and I have to write about it. And, and most songs for me come like that, but every once in a while there is that song. There's the dog walking song, the leaf raking song, the bike riding song. That definitely happens. Well, and, and before we started this, before we hit record, the, the, there was a discussion about my contribution to recording the record so far has been to tell both of Justin and two don't get too attached yeah. to what oh, you've recorded. Oh, yeah, you thought you wrote something cool? I'm going cool? to change all I'm that. I'm going to change it. And, or I'm not going to play it the way you want it. I'm going to go on the record and say, don't get too attached to the idea of changing it. <laughs> <laughs> well, we have this thing called demo-itis, which we all have. Oh, and everyone becomes, suffers from demo-itis. Yeah, because yeah, you, once you hear a song and you've decided that that's the way it is, and it's very difficult to change. Uh, yeah, your it's actually really good not to listen to your songs too much, kind of once you have them down. And I, I actually recorded one song and then didn't listen to it purposely for like three days. And I was really excited about it when I left. And when I came in, I could just hear like all the ways that it could have been better, which is really cool because then you you have a chance, like really fresh perspective on it. And you're like, oh, I should cut that down. I should add to this. Yeah, I mean the. Um you know, demoitis is real, but also I will say that you never fully get out what's in your head. Yeah. And Another thing that we were talking about before, before, oh, oh, you mean on your demos. Yeah. 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 yeah and yeah. So, so with the demo, there are still many things left to the imagination. So you also have to trust each other. Right. Yeah. Uh, you're hoping that, you know, through the two out of tune guitar tracks that you've laid down, the rough drum track and the bass track with, you know, a bunch of vocals that are in the ballpark, but maybe not quite there. Maybe some lyrics that don't, that aren't right. Backup vocals that are in your head, but they're not there. You're hoping that the people you're playing the song for will hear it and realize that there's a greater vision to it that they can also see where it's headed. Yeah, and, and that's, the song that's never important. fully becomes an anti-flag song until we all play it and we all are on it. So yeah. um, you can yeah, have... Yeah, because there's a different way of, of strumming it slightly or yeah. a different way of phrasing And everyone's that... going to hear it a little differently and interpret it a little differently. And then when that comes out, you know, that's... That's why we do it collaboratively, and we don't. Um, we don't just one person just doesn't do it. You know? Usually, there is something about a song that when you write it and you feel like it's done, and somebody else comes in and says, "That's shit. Let me show you how it should be better." <laughs> no, that's how bad. <laughs> sorry, sorry. I, I know you're looking at me when you say that, <laughs> but I can't make it better. <laughs> If you have a song and you're listening to this podcast, I promise you I can make it better. Send it I have over. The power. And, I if have I, the... and, and if it, I can't make it better, I will say it louder and more aggressively yeah. until you believe me. It's, yeah. it's just... It's just gonna be better. But stuff is just a word. Like I know, like I remember Chris had just changing one little phrase. He was like, "Why don't you just change it to this?" And it, I, I still remember it really vividly because it was so. It, it just made it so much better, and it was so easy. But it was something that I'd been working on the song for a really long time, and I was too close to it to even 
to to be able to see yeah. that. And that that's an important part yeah. is, and that's uh, where when you bring other ears into things, they hear things slightly differently. Chris had like, changed one note in the baseline to more sucks party going back to that. Did and he? I remember exactly. When he You're did like, that, fuck him, fuck yeah. him, and <laughs> yeah, I was like, "This guy hasn't even fucking been here." And he goes, "Boo doo doo," and I was like, "Fuck off, man." <laughs> it is better. Yeah. Ironically, just, Chrisette is not here yeah, right it, now. You, not that you would have known. Yeah, that, not ironic. Under the bus, yeah. if uh, whoever's not here is under the bus. So. It's ironic when he is here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that said, another thing that we were talking about before we press record is the fact that. Even when you work on a record for a long time and you really, you know, work the songs over, over and over and over again, that when we get on stage after a couple of weeks or months of playing the songs, the songs ultimately change again. And that's a really cool part of, you know, I think writing music is that music writing in a way, it's just never done. Songs are always morphing and always yeah. changing. You can always find new creative things to do. And you're trying to say something. And, and in yeah, our and case, we're like... trying to say... Um, or or collectively say to, something. Yeah, and we're trying to convey energy and yeah. and there's those types of things which don't always work when you're recording. Um, that energy transfer is not as uh, if you can capture it, it's amazing. But it's not always the first thing that you're doing when you're recording. Yeah, which, which to to get away just from you know from songwriting and recording for a minute, but. You know, I think we, well, I know for a fact that when we started the band, our goal really was to be able to use our music to communicate. And I think specifically to communicate live because we we grew up going to shows and, you know, the live show is what really spoke to us and connected with us and I, I think made us care about things and made us feel like we were a part of something. And you know, so for us, in a lot of ways, I feel like the live show is still, you know, such an important, maybe the most important way that we have to connect with people that when that our best way of truly connecting with people, you know, is when they when they see us live. And, and for that reason, it is exciting to me when the song is able to change in a way where we're able to use it in a way that I feel like we can connect with the audience better. And even if it's just like an, an American attraction where we, we break going into uh, the bef before the last chorus and we, we, we break and I play the riff and two talks to the audience. And it's, to me, you know, I think it's like taking that moment and con connecting with the audience, I think on a more personal level, I think is really special and always makes me feel like, yeah, this is a, a moment in the show where we do have a chance to connect with the audience on a personal level that is more meaningful. Or even something as simple as uh, before it, during the second verse, we add an extra crash downbeat. And we do that because it's so loud. It's such a different version of the of the song that you need this downbeat. You need that period. So that, yeah, you know you're transitioning into the next section. So I, shit like that happens all the time. Song and songs and art and <clears throat> Um, um, everything you do uh, with music is ever evolving and it's also another reason why I personally do not subscribe to the idea that your album version and your live version need to be identical Yeah, um, yeah. I, I think it's totally fucking cool to make a live version that's completely different than what uh, the record well because we're, we're pre 
praying to different gods in the live experience than we're than in the recording experience. Because just to me, and this is this is an interesting thing for me is when I'm in record mode, I hear when I listen to other people's music, I'm like, that's off time, that's off time, because I'm so cued into tempo and and <laughs> the beat. Uh, the beat. When you I'm, no longer can listen to music no, as no, a consumer. Yeah, you're, I, you're, but then when once I get out of that that stage and I go back to live era of uh, my year, you're like that's off time. That's, that shit rules. That's awesome. Yeah. Like me. <laughs> See, he's off time, and that sounds great. That's why I like him. Yeah. So yeah. So it's it's a it changes. Yeah. When you're writing and and recording music, your headspace is completely, completely different. different. Yeah. And. And it's, yeah, it's a weird thing to be listening to, you know, the radio and this song has been listened to by millions of people. And you're like, I don't know how anybody doesn't realize that's so off time. Yeah. And why nobody fixed that. (laughs) It was just fucking, they played it, man. It was a moment. They had a moment. Well, and that's. Mick Jones' guitar is so out of tune at the beginning of Should I Stay or Should I Go? on the radio, (laughs) (laughs) bumming. Maybe a little too on time there, buddy. Maybe I need to be able to. Yeah, there's my argument. Right there, <laughs> next recording session no clicks no nothing now, now one wide open pat one question that I guarantee someone out there is thinking is do you guys write the the riffs first or do you write the lyrics first or how do you write the songs and the answer is all of the above that they're you know sometimes a riff comes first sometimes a lyric comes first sometimes a vocal melody comes first and um, it's it's just a matter of of honestly what comes to you first like two said he's writing his Vespa and a drum beat came to him and boom you know the song starts with a drum beat well we also have the luxury of recording over 150 songs in our lives so yeah um there we have a lot of ex- uh have the ability of different things to connect uh the songs and make them happen they usually though start with a voice and a guitar and mm-hmm. i think that that's that true. is our that's true. kinship to uh, because folk we're, music we're yeah we're in protest music folk band yeah. yeah and 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 so with that said I think that um, you know we touched on this a little bit before when talking about music and talking about struggle breeding great art and now um, you know ju- just because we use a guitar and a and a voice to have uh, to create a vocation for our uh, agenda um that doesn't mean that the kid who's got who's making it on his phone right now it's the same thing they're just using that's their phone yeah music. that's yeah that's our base yeah that we yeah. grew up on yeah for sure one of the things this is funny i was listening to a podcast um about cheating oh yeah <laughs> I, was listening to it. I was listening to another podcast i was cheating on this podcast um but they're talking about uh death metal and um and they said that the less a death metal band is writes songs or plays music the cooler the band is yeah and we make a mistake by having something to say and we keep recording music and yeah. we should be more like a death metal band be like we wrote one song we have an amazing well, name fuck you that's it that, that i mean that is something that that you know i don't want to um go too far off our our this week's theme but um there's something to be said about Minor Threat and one yeah, record. Yeah, broke up. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Operation Ivy and one record. You Definitely. Know? Yeah. Um, Definitely. 
However, that was just one expression. But I, I will, we don't give a fuck yeah. about legacy. <laughs> we're about immediacy and yeah. we're about right yeah. now. Yeah, yeah because and we're trying to talk about what's happening now, trying to make an influence on what we care about at this very moment. Um, and so for that and if, reason... And nobody cares government. It's there, man. Yeah. It, it yeah. ain't going anywhere. Yeah. But nobody cares what I have to say when I'm sitting at home. My wife isn't like, tell me what you think about... You know the immigration crisis. Yeah, but if maybe I, the baby is. Have you tried yeah. the baby? <laughs> hey, Dad. Like, but, but we. Yo, can, what do you think about this Mueller report? Yeah. I heard that they're only going to release a summary. That's like, what he's thinking. Oh I'm God. sure that's what he's thinking. How can you talk? But but because we so we I feel like we need to write new music whether anybody cares or not. It doesn't matter to us because we we want to say something about these issues and we want to talk about this stuff and these uh, are things that need not specifically. That issue, but things are that happen in our yeah. day that we're like, fuck, this, and get, this needs to come out. Yeah, no, I agree. And it, w- along those lines, a little bit, what that makes me think about is, you know, what always blows my mind is when I write a lyric or a vocal melody and I work the chords out to it, and I realize that there are countless ways to write a completely different vocal melody over the same three chords. This goes to my albums. case study of why I don't suck. So you go with yours and then I'll tell you mine. Well, yeah, and it's just unbelievable to me that the possibilities are just absolutely endless and that if you... It's just about being creative and what tweaks you at that moment is what comes out of you because there's no way that you can use the same three chords over and over again and a song will sound completely different. It'll be something you know, that sounds really uh, original or different than what you've made before. Well, I, I just find that really fascinating. One of my favorite things ever, and uh, please, this is in jest. Uh, uh, I'm taking you completely serious. Yeah, but uh, Timmy Chunk said to me on Warp Tour 2000, and that was a long time ago. I was going through um, the Green Day gear and setup because Green Day was on the tour, and Green Day are my favorite rock and roll band. Um, and and at that time, he was their tour manager. He was their right? guitar tech. Guitar, guitar tech. tech. Okay. So I was just doing a gear rundown, and I noticed that they now were playing guitars in E standard. So they typically tune D sharp, which is how anti fight tunes. Uh, uh, which is a standard tuning, but just a half step down the whole guitar. Um, but now they had guitars in E. And I said to Tim, I was like, what the hell, man? They 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 sold me out. Like, we played D sharp, they played D sharp, this was our thing. And, <laughs> they didn't know that we had this this thing together. Yeah, and, and he said, obviously he was kidding, but it's a great thing that stuck with me. He said... Yeah, well, now they can just write the same song again in a different tuning, and it's a different song. And uh, I'll be—I'll tell you on this new record, there's a lot of songs in E. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, thanks for hanging out with us, talking about songwriting. If you write songs, you can tell us about how you do it and how we're doing it wrong at antiflagcast at gmail.com. <laughs> Or if you have a song and you want Pat to make it better, he'll tell you it all the time. (laughs) Send it over, baby. Um, Play it faster and harder. That's how you make it better. (laughs) We are Anti-Flag. This is the Anti-Cast. Thank you to iDobe Radio, as always, for hosting. 
And uh, much love, much respect. Hopefully we will see you with some new music in 2019. Peace. Everybody, 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 everybody.